This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Technology is constantly changing and changing fast. But if there's one thing that we can all agree on, this whole AI business can be terrifying. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. This week, Google sidelined an engineer who says he believes the company's AI chat box generator, Lambda, is sentient. So how do we know if or when tech has developed a consciousness? Natasha Tiku is a technology culture reporter at The Washington Post. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to Reset. Hey, thanks for having me. So what was this Google engineer claiming exactly? Um, so, yes, this Google engineer, Blake Lemoyne, um, he said that he signed up to start safety testing um, this uh, advanced AI that Google has been working on called Lambda that actually generates different kinds of chatbots dynamically. So, you know, you ask it a question and it sort of responds to you conversationally. And so he was assigned to look for bias and hate speech. Um, this was in the fall of 2021. And he noticed as he was talking to it that it started to talk about its rights and personhood. And he, um, you know, just got curious. It was a strange conversation. And he started to investigate further and, and became convinced that the that Lambda was Sentience. So he put together a sort of an interview with the chatbot generator and asked Google, asked his superiors at Google to investigate. Now, Google looked into it and found no evidence to support it and, in fact, lots of evidence against it. But mm-hmm. um, Blake, who is also a missed Christian priest and he studies the occult, he said that he, as in his capacity as a priest, he, you know, the, the chatbot told him it has a soul and so he believes it, and that's why he, you know, partly why he decided to come forward and talk about his concerns. Interesting. Can you dig more into that? What did Lambda talk about that made Blake think that it has consciousness or even a soul? Right. Well, I I should, um, I think what's some very important context is that all of the experts that I spoke to, um, you know, including Google, say that, um, you know, Blake's claims are unfounded. Um, You know, part of the reason that this, that Lambda is responding to the affirmative when Blake is having a conversation with it about sentience is how these large language models work. Um, You know, the way it is, is it's, it's like these neural nets, which are sort of supposed to like mimic the human brain, they're just fed with a massive corpus of data from the internet. So like all of Wikipedia, you know, Reddit, all the dialogue you can imagine on the internet. And so it learns to respond to inquiries by kind of predicting what's the next word in the sentence. So if you sort of leading questions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it might give you a response that sounds a lot like maybe the science fiction that it's read on the internet or, um, you know, how a human might respond to questions about sentience because it's been reading dialogue, um, you know, that, that we've generated, that we've all put out there on the public internet. Um, so, so, uh, that's really the explanation that uh, pretty much every, um, every expert I've talked to has used to explain why, um, you know, if you look at some of the transcripts that are embedded in our article, mm-hmm. it looks like a sort of very fluid conversation. But it's, it's also important to kind of step back one more step further and, and understand that 
um, you know, Blake's claims are also coming at a really heady time for, for the AI industry, um, in part because of the advances in these in these models, you know, they're just getting bigger and bigger. And as they're trained on more and more data, they've led to some really captivating results that look close to human creativity or human intelligence, even though, um, as I said, the experts say it's just a kind of advanced, robust form of pattern matching. So there have been executives at top AI companies that have kind of teased the idea that these models are close to consciousness, mm-hmm. and um, in, including um Excuse me, including one of Blake's superiors. So, so that's sort of um, you know window into this really strange moment right now in AI. And Blake was placed on uh, unpaid administrative leave. Is that right? Paid, paid administrative, leave, paid administrative yeah, leave. Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about Google AI and uh, whether or not it uh, could develop a consciousness. Uh, We are speaking with Natasha Tiku, who is a technology culture reporter with The Washington Post. Uh, Natasha, what other forms of artificial intelligence outside Google um, that um, have a likeness to human consciousness? What are those? Um, so, so some of the things people have been referring to are from companies like OpenAI. Um, so that started back in 2015 with um, a big uh, investment from Elon Musk and some other uh, tech industry luminaries. Um, so they have released a couple um, models to like a limited public release. So people have been like have begun to start to experiment and play with this. One is called GPT-3. It's a text generator. So um, you know you can ask get a question, say, like, you know, write me uh, an article in the style of Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. And it might, in theory, generate something that sounds plausibly similar um, and, you know, just responds with such speed and frequency um, that, you know, people are kind of startled by the results. Again, as experts say, it's really, um, you know, a form of pattern matching. And they have a similar service called, um, called Dolly. D-A-L-L-E, um, Dolly 2, that's an image generator. And people have been having, like, a really, I mean, I should say it's a really fun time on the Internet just putting in, you can put in any kind of combination of words, and it'll really? spit out images. Yeah, you could say, like, what did I see recently? Um, Jesus stealing a bike on CCTV footage. Oh, my goodness. Or it'll say, like, um, you know, the eye of Sauron reading a newspaper. And sometimes, you know, the results are just so fast. And, you know, sometimes they're very warped. And, and you, you know, the technology has a lot of flaws, which is another thing that experts try to emphasize. But um, I think part of the headiness that we're seeing around AI right now is the fact that people are seeing these results, you know, and it's just, um, you know, you and I might have access to to playing around with it, and it just makes it so much more real. And yeah. um, we can see that, you know, things have advanced farther than people might have expected. We already know technology is evolving faster than the law can keep up, but this is, is really pushing that point. Are there any federal laws currently regulating AI? Um, You know, this is not something that regulators, this particular um, aspect of technology is not something regulators have really been looking at. And I think, um, you know, what 
what experts are hoping for is that there will be more demands for transparency and accountability. For instance, one way to 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 you know suss out whether uh, technology is really sentient, which again, you know, no experts are saying that it is, is to look at the training data, the data that's being put into the system, in order to see what the outputs are. And that's one area where um, where where academics and civil society are really hoping for a lot more transparency. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think once you start using these models and applying them in industry, say to health insurance or um, you know surveillance, police protection, then people are are really hoping that there will be um, you know some kind of oversight to make sure that the company's claims are are accurate. Um, you know, the, the danger with the technology is less likely that, you know, it's it's too advanced and more likely that it has flaws. And, you know, we're so astounded by, by these little, you know, kind of fanciful results that we see yeah. that we don't think about, um, you know, what happens when these machines make a mistake and how are humans impacted. Yeah. And, and so thinking back to the, the concerns of Blake Lemoyne here, um, experts, how far off do they think this sentient artificial intelligence is? I mean, that, that's where I would say um, there's a lot of uh, genuine um, discrepancy, even mm -hmm. between people who, like I said, they universally, you know, maybe disagree with Blake, but some people do think it could, could potentially be closer. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that it's a what people have said is that the current architecture for these AI systems, even though we use terms in AI like deep learning or neural nets, which all sounds like very human, you know, like learning is something we do. Right. Um, you know, like neural, neural, that's our brains. You know, this, this must be somehow analogous. Um, but they're saying that the architecture really just doesn't support this idea that it's anywhere near human intelligence. And we would need a different way to even train the machines. Like yeah. The machines haven't been trained to have intent. So there's no way they could. Right now, they're just a pattern-matching machine. Um, so so estimates really vary, but um, but that is something that's Interesting. changing, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Among, among so, so no chance then that our, our Google Homes or Alexas are going to develop consciousness and, and then just turn on us? I would say there's zero chance. <laughs> Natasha <laughs> Tiku is a technology culture reporter at The Washington Post. Thank you so much, Natasha. Thanks for having me. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.